Eliza and I and Anthony, we couldn't think of a monkey-based joke to start the episode with, so we're going to make an acrostic poem about with the word monkey. Okay. My only <laughs> note. <laughs> We don't have to alternate. <laughs> we have to my only note. Does note work? It could. Sure. Be. My, only my only note. note colon. Kill every. <laughs> every young... Who's the enemy of monkeys? Um, men? People probably. Have you seen Planet of the Apes? <laughs> every, kill every. Human. 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 My only note. Kill colon. every human. Kill every See? human. Okay, because <laughs> monkeys. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that so much. <laughs> I'm Noah Jansen. I'm Eliza Jansen. <laughs> and welcome to Twin Picks. Gosh, I love movies. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which myself, Eliza and Anthony are now recording, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello, hello and welcome to our 51st episode where on the other end of the Ooh. centenary, is that a thing? Did I say that right? Well, yeah. On the century, other end of it. Yeah. yeah, that worked. Right. Damn, I just, I'm surprised I got the English of that right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't sound be- an episode over 50, though. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm blushing. Uh, the twin, the, the pop culture podcast where we pit two movies with some kind of tenuous connection together and we make them duke it out for which one does its job better. Um, sorry we were missing for a little bit. We, you know, Don't be sorry. Little, what are we meant to do? Little yeah. Miss covid came ringing at the door again yeah. and we had to pause. Mm. But we're back and we're bloody putting on the Ritz in Anthony's oh. new fancy-ass oh recording God. studio. And there was a poster of Planet of the Apes outside there like getting was. us some food. So we're always, Wild. whenever you've heard us recording, it's been, well, in our first three episodes, it was in a little studio at the mm. VCA. But since then, it's been... At our family home with the dogs barking or at my little apartment recently. But that's all about to change. That's all about to change because today we're in the incredible uh, studio that Anthony has been uh, teasing us with for quite a while and Mm. it's been revealed today. And I have to say I feel like I'm in like Blade Runner 2046 or something. You know, like a very – Yeah, because you know how like a real thing that everything does now is like – the future by way of like the seventies, like wood finish huh. and like, you know what I mean? Like the look of the future. Retro futurism. Retro futurism. That thing that like that Loki show is doing at the moment, that vibe, everything in this incredible place reminds me of that. Anthony, is that, a, is that yeah, true to your artistic pursuits? Yeah. There's definitely some weird things going on here. Like I was saying to you both before that all of the, all of the walls in this room are not parallel. There are no parallel surfaces. So like, it's like, it is symmetrical halfway down because you can't have like the left and right side of your like where your speakers are coming out sound different. But other than that, nothing else is parallel. So it looks like a strange kind of like 
child's toy box thing that's got a bunch of like weird <laughs> angles that you have to like put together as a puzzle. I like or something. the idea that it just like slowly drives us crazy being in here, like yeah. the shining style. <laughs> like, it's like ah. it's like a house of leaves. Yeah. Yeah. By the end, I, we're like, well, please. we're all monkeys, really. <laughs> just go off. I will caveat for the listeners that this is a dry run. This is a, a, a practice for for what it will eventually be like. It's of not, course, it's, it's not, not acoustically not. treated at the moment, so it's a little bit too echoey. That's for right. My taste, I did. But. I did reveal. I just. I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. Anthony. Yeah, it's such no. an exciting new development for us and it looks incredible. Definitely. And I you mean, should be super excited. In the future, I'll literally be able to like, I reckon one time we should do an intro to the podcast where I like play the podcast theme, but like on a piano <gasps> and Why? I could like, I could oh like do God. it live. Like I could be in the other room and like record it. Like you could say your little intro that, bit and I could like play it for I you. I think that if we do that once though, we'll never stop. Yeah. You'll have to do it every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, I have to keep upping myself. <laughs> That's so cool. Can it be like? Can we, and can you have like live little things? Can you do like live rinse. sounds and stuff That's what I was going to say. You know Probably. the Seinfeld theme? How it's like every episode yeah. it's different. Oh, oh. Like he'll change up little or whatever. Have you seen the video of that guy joke. doing it? It's so oh, great. Yeah. You should do that for. He's like, boop. He presses a key. It's like, boop. But it has to be like slap-based like, sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, mouth noises. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. That's <gasps> so sick. And it also means if we had like a Christmas episode or a spooky oh. episode, <laughs> we could have some live spooky thing. Oh, that is so exciting. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, thrilling. And we get to christen it with a theme and two films very fitting of uh, the regal quality of this space. We have two monkey-based horror films today that I'm very curious to see if anyone's seen. Very curious to see if anyone's seen. But they're really... I liked both these films. Like, it's actually a fun pairing. We love a pairing where it's, like, very... Just obvious. Just both movies are about monkey. Yeah, both monkey moves. And also, like, who knows who the winner could be? Like, I reckon a lot of people could have different opinions on these movies. These movies being Link, which is about... An orangutan, yeah. yeah. It's about, it's an orangutan playing a chimpanzee. I thought, okay, yeah, that makes <laughs> like more sense. Like they call him a chimpanzee, but he's clearly it's an, orangutan. an orangutan that like apparently they just painted brown, which is like not okay. Oh <laughs> it's never no, funny. No, it's never okay. <laughs> yeah, and, chimpanzee appropriation. <laughs> and um, monkey shines. Yeah, which is, is a cute one. little capuchin, like the little night at the museum. <laughs> Adorable <laughs> monkey. Exactly, in the <laughs> monkey cinematic universe. Um, These were not easy to find. No, <laughs> we really struggled. We, Link is impossible to find. It is not legally available We downloaded anywhere. it Let's a bunch and then it was like the sound was out of sync. And yeah. Eliza, okay, Eliza, you oh, always, this okay. is a fun thing to bring up on the podcast actually. Eliza, for someone who, like you've seen way more movies than me and like a lot, so. uh, I reckon you, you probably have, and like really like super fancy movies and stuff, but nobody is more content with watching things at a shitty quality than yeah. you are. Like you were, I could see in your eyes, you were prepared to watch the movie with an audio delay of straight up like two minutes. Like dialogue <laughs> and, is happening yeah. and there's like people getting and murdered on screen. And for a horror movie, that is so painful. Like the jump scare, I would hear it and then be like, oh, all right, here we go. And just wait yeah, a few seconds. And then a body would fall down. I'd be like, oh yeah, that is scary, I suppose. <laughs> like... It was it was and a failure, you, and you were fully ready to watch it I like was, that. Yeah, the worst, the worst like time I've ever done that, where I was just like, I really want to see the movie, so I'll just deal with this. Is watching the movie Houseu, and I downloaded <laughs> heaps of different versions of it, and none of them had subtitles. 
And eventually I found a website that just had the subtitles printed out like in almost like script form. So as I was you watching the movie, I just not. scroll through and be like, oh, mm-hmm. And like, just that is a subhuman way to watch wow. a movie. It was have some it was respect. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you ever got like out of sync? Do you ever think you were like in a different spot than it was actually? <laughs> Probably. I think it, was, it was like the script for like the Bourne <laughs> Ultimatum. She like read the wrong movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was an abstract enough, like wacky, and like yeah, really a visual movie. movie yeah. So I didn't. I I I don't know. I I probably have not really seen the movie probably. That's so funny. Are you yeah. one for – actually, this kind of bridges into that like these are fun kind of questions for if we ever did like a, a mailbag or a question oh, kind yeah, of format. Yeah, let's do that soon. Sometime. Which we should do. Yeah. But I wanted to ask whether like do you have like an in-cinema – experience akin to that where you've been like oh this is not being projected properly or like this experience is crap oh i'm just going to watch it anyway or are you someone who can stop them no you know what more so at home do you have to finish a movie like if you start a movie do you have to get to the end of it even if you're hating it at first or can you go like oh no this is i'm hating this and it's been like 20 minutes and i'm bored and i'll stop watching i don't think i've ever turned off something because i was like this is just so shit or whatever i think it would have just been like I've paused it and done other things thinking like, but I'm going to finish it and then just at some point just shamefully close the tab or just (laughs) done something else. (laughs) It hasn't happened. Yeah, Yeah. totally. My only... What about you? Are there many that you've rage quit on? Like Darcy frequently gets annoyed because we'll be 20 minutes into a movie with a partner especially. Life is precious. Just don't waste your time on a shitty movie. Because I also think part of like watching a lot of movies is being like, I choose to recognize that I learn from the bad ones as much as the good ones. So I will finish this movie Mm. because sometimes it's, sometimes you're like, Oh, okay. Well at the end they tried something or blah, blah, blah. But like generally you do have the same experience all the way through, but I can't say to myself, well, I watched that film otherwise. And Mm. what is watching movies, if not bragging rights? No, I'm kidding. But like, (laughs) yeah. I feel like if you're watching something and it's annoying you, that actually means it's working on some level. Like it's being bored and sort of losing attention and going off to do other stuff mm. is one thing. But I think if I'm watching something and it's making me actually annoyed, or I'm like, this is bad. That's more likely to be like, I got to watch this. I got to finish it. Totally. Well, also I just think like I used to, when I not like a film, not be able to recognize what that was. And now mm. I can do that, which is an indicator of the fact that the more I watch, the more I can like critically like clock for myself what it is I didn't like like I can watch a bad thing and be like like we were talking about Stranger Than Fiction like this Will Ferrell movie I watched the other day that I was like I really disliked that movie Mm. and I feel like I would usually like like when I was a kid just be like oh it was boring and bad yeah and yeah but now I know exactly why I hated (laughs) it anyway anyway anyway. do you commit or quit Anthony if you're not into if you know you're like not into something there also haven't been many times that I've stopped watching something. I definitely have done it, but yeah, it's not like not a super common thing. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like, it's very fun to like, I, I find myself watching something that I think is shit and it's just fun to like explain to yourself and everyone yeah. else in the room and just be like, wow, that's so bad. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe they made yeah. that decision. That's you know? exactly it. <laughs> that's kind of fun too. That's the so. experience. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'd be, I will get on to talking about the monkeys, I promise, but I'd be remiss if I didn't say my stupid experience of watching a movie yeah, in a quality yeah. that like didn't actually work. So at um is the dig at Chadston Hoyts is gonna come for me now. But Chadston <laughs> Hoyts's screening of 
Joss Whedon's Justice League, like oh. three weeks. Oh, no, 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 no. It was like a few days after it came out. I didn't really care, but I was like, oh, I'm going to go see it, I guess. Um, and packed cinema. And it was quite a funny shared communal experience of just an entire cinema recognizing that they didn't care enough about the movie <laughs> to comment on the fact that they were screening it in um, the wrong aspect ratio. So, like, they were cutting off straight up, like, (laughs) the bottom quarter of the screen. And do you need subtitles for when, like, aliens are speaking? The third act of the film particularly is is set in Russia. Oh, my God, that's so funny. And you couldn't see the subtitles. And literally you would just, at first you heard everyone, like, looking at each other and stuff. But then literally it's such a bad movie. Everyone was like... (laughs) Ah, whatever, let's just get it over with. So we just, like, watched it. And, like, whole action scenes were just, like, it was already a very ugly movie, but just, like, would be cut off. And it was truly just accepting our fate and being like, this is no good. It wasn't, there weren't a bunch of people in the audience being like, wow, this is really art house. I can't believe they chose yeah. to just like not, not put subtitles in here. Wow. I'm really yeah. empathising with these people, even though I don't know what they're saying. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. A lot, it's, it wasn't at all like when we saw Mean Girls as kids or something and then... Or was it the Lizzie <laughs> McGuire movie and mom went to the booth? Oh, wait, what? I I wasn't in the cinema. It was you and Meg. Meg says all the time. You this. say this story all the time. No, mom went to the booth to complain about to what? To be like the during the ads before the movie, Yeah. the um, screen went out and just the audio was running and everyone was like, oh, no, no. This- and then the start of the movie played. You know how it starts with um, the tide is high. Yeah. And we're like, like it oh, started. no, what are we missing? They were like, oh, no. And then it came back and mum came back with a little smile on her face. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Maybe we she'll be like, stop. that did not happen. That we definitely gotta- happened. <laughs> we, we could talk about it forever. We, have to stop with we the should do a mailbag. But we the time should. that that happened <laughs> was, I feel like we are on a school excursion or I was at like a kid's birthday party and it was like a packed cinema I don't know if it's a Lizzie McGuire movie, but that timing sounds right because they were playing the trailer for Shrek 2 and Shrek had been such a phenomenon that as soon as we heard Shrek's voice and it had no video, it was just audio, like they were, it was like playing wrong. Everyone went ballistic and were like, Shrek! And like really, really wanted to hear, see what was happening in Shrek 2. And like... They screamed so much that like they replayed the trailer correctly and You're everyone celebrated. Kidding. And then after that, I remember the movie being a letdown because it was like nothing's gonna live up to the Shrek trailer. That's yeah. killer. I but if that that wouldn't have been well, the case with Shrek Maguire. three trailer. No, I'm gonna save my <laughs> Shrek the third story yeah, for another save time. Another time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Okay, oh thrilling. Let's talk about the one we watched first and we watched yes. together, which is Monkey Shines. Ooh. Shall we? Wow, I wanted to make a monkey noise and then I was like, I can't commit to this. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> you can practice and reveal yeah. across at the end. <laughs> Terrifying. Monkey Shines, also known as Monkey Shines, an experiment in fear, which is clearly them trying to be like, it's a horror movie, in case people don't know, is a 1988 horror film written and directed by the one and only George A. Romero of the Living Dead trilogy, Creep Show. He invented zombies, kind of. The, the 
papa of zombies, essentially, or what we now know, like, you know, the current image of zombies, essentially. And its plot follows a young athlete played by, as we'll talk about, I think a really, like, interesting and, like, really grim uh, Jason Begg. But I don't know how to say his last name. He's not familiar to me from anything else. Yeah, first time I've seen him. That's how I choose to say his last name. He's a young athlete who becomes a paralyzed quadriplegic and develops a bond with an intelligent service monkey named Ella who becomes homicidal after she's injected <laughs> with an experimental serum of human brain tissue. Why you got to go mucking around with yeah. humans and stuffing their little heads in things? It's never going to work. Mm. Isn't the whole thing with monkeys that they're close enough already? Why you got to get yeah. it even closer? I think, I think yeah, that, that's it. We're already there. You're I just going to th- send us back. I don't know. Do you reckon it needed that whole thing with... The main guy's nerdy scientist friend injecting yeah, brain cells into the monkey. It's a big part of the film doesn't work for me. Is like the but just the logic of that like, is really uninteresting. Why would to me. putting a corpse's brain cells into this monkey make it be like telekinetically linked to this random, completely other guy? Like, well, I just don't. I feel bad for leading with the problem, but I feel like my main problem with the film is that like it felt like by really trying to develop the scientist subplot of like, so this athlete dude's friend mm. is this scientist. And essentially, it's literally just reanimate essentially. <laughs> and it's him trying to be like, oh, I want to help my friend out. So I'm going to give him this like little service monkey. But then like the monkey goes crazy and shit. But like mm. the inconvenient part of the way the film is made is like, what is inherently quite a stupid, like a, a simple, silly kind of story. You know, as we all know, horror is like mm. every, you can apply this exact formula to any animal and it's been done as a horror film. Like evil monkey, evil alligator, evil bird, evil, like whatever. What fucking all, <laughs> inject them with an evil thing and then they go evil. Like yeah. that's what the story is. <laughs> but by developing the scientist storyline, it's almost like they're trying to like, emphasize so much that this is like a big boy movie and it's like it's it's already yeah, like, don't try Ramir- to justify Ramiro is a great filmmaker it's already gonna look great it's already gonna have like great vibes yeah. you've already made me care about the guy in the chair so much like, if they just kind of supernaturally were like oh for some reason he can randomly see what the monkey sees and she can like they have like a telekinetic link I would just be like I'm fine with but that. But that's exactly like, it. Like they just literally have a telekinetic link. And I'm just like, <laughs> why are we spending all this time justifying something that I would have accepted at just being yeah. like, it's a magic monkey. <laughs> <laughs> just being like, they love each other and they can see through each other's brains. Because it's like, so sweet. That's, that's what love what's is, so sad right? is that essentially like he falls so in love with Ella and she like gives him the purpose she's to so live. And she's so beautiful and sweet. <laughs> As we'll talk about with both these movies, the Incredible star of the show monkey is the monkey performance. Yeah. It's like... He very, I, I think it's something that we'll talk about it later, but it's something that I think Link does better mm. is be like, you want to see a real little animal do all this cool shit that animals, yeah. you don't usually realize like animals can the do. The Planet of the Apes movies are great. The new ones the where they have like a CGI monkey, it looks as real as possible. But yeah. I, I wonder if you could ever beat thinking like oh my god they made a monkey do that on set like, we just kept on watching like trouble like, oh but like it's amazing seeing an animal be an animal what kind of things does ella do in this movie <sighs> what, what doesn't she do she can prepare meals flick oh. little switches enjoy little treats oh she opens um, up little gates and kills little birds <laughs> it's so good yeah oh i love it yeah so that ella gorgeous. gets ticks all day long <laughs> I definitely love Ella. Maybe she literally has some ticks as well. Hey. Mangy beast. <laughs> you mangy. God, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and I really liked the central 
performance. Again, I'm like, he it's, was really sympathetic. It's quite an yeah. interesting, like, it's quite an easy thing to make me empathize with very immediately is the idea of like, the movie starts out with him like, he's going like a track a athlete star going mm. for a run. And then like the rest of the movie is just like, yeah, quite an interesting performance of someone who is clearly like, very newly their life has just been changed instantly mm. like their and girlfriend leaves them their mom moves in and starts infantilizing I mean, yeah him. the mom one's oh really interesting God. yeah but he's just like he lives like you, there's just rage in everything he does and it's mm. the really sad thing of seeing like a clearly a kind good man be in the darkest part of their life and be like really grim and mm. like in a very dark place which i found really really sad yeah, yeah. What do you reckon George Ramirez's relationship with his mum is like? Holy shit. <laughs> is this a recurring thing for him, that evil, crazy mum? Oh, I'm trying to think. Because she was terrible. Like, as Well, Creepshow has evil... Um, overbearing parents. Overbearing parents. Yeah. And also this film, um, like the plot of this film is very reminiscent of like a Stephen King story. Like yeah, that's yeah. the kind of structure of King stories is, you know, the idea of like good people in like yeah, the dark part of their life in yeah. kind of confined circumstances. And then on creep show, and that's even the Ramiro Stephen King thing of being like, bitch women driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a few characters in monkey shines where as soon as they were introduced, people were like, Oh sick. Can't wait to see her die. Evil <laughs> like the vixen mom. woman. Yeah. He's like ex yeah. who like leaves him for oh, sexy Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Oh my God. He plays doctor. his doctor who botched his spinal surgery. Um, yeah. And also his nurse, who didn't really get that much of a comeuppance. Like, yeah. I was expecting to see her fall down the stairs or the monkey was going to... Well, know. that's another thing we have with this one, of being like, sometimes the horror, especially towards the end, I actually don't want to... Well, it's the kind of thing... We've we got to spoil all, the end. We'll spoil the end, but if yeah. you actually want to watch this film, it's the best part. So we will say, spoiler alert, skip ahead till in like a minute. Mm. We'll, we'll probably be talking for like 40 fucking minutes <laughs> knowing us. But essentially, the way he ultimately has to kill Ella, it's so sad. Oh. He's like... He essentially he's saying to Ella, he's like, no, it's a, it, like, he you're right, I'm yours, I'm song. yours. Like, I love you, come up. And Ella comes up onto his. For a little cuddle. For a cuddle on his chest. And he bites her <laughs> on the neck and like. Flails fl- fl- side to side like, like a whips dog. whips his head back and forth. Oh. And like, it's literally just a wide of this monkey <laughs> corpse getting flacked. It's like very Left disturbing. and right. And you're like. I, for the whole movie, had thought Ramiro was trying to restrain himself for like some sort of rating or something. And then that ending was as dope as it was. And I was like, where was the, like, Stanley Tucci's death and his ex's death? Was pretty much off screen. Was off screen. It was a picture of fire. Like, essentially, (laughs) the next day they're like, they died in a fire. They died in a fire. uh And I was like, oh, yeah, was that inferred (laughs) by that picture of fire you presented us with? Yeah, Yeah, thrilling. It was good. It, it, It just didn't. I don't know. I, I definitely enjoyed it, just especially for Ramiro. Was it scary at all? I feel like I remember us being caught in some moments and then being like, oh, whoa, I didn't expect that to happen there. Or, or being like, oh, mm. I've been so dulled that whenever this movie tries to do something spooky, it catches me off guard, but not necessarily. Yeah. I just feel like for a horror movie, a big part of it that either can be really irritating, like it, it's either like you don't notice it or it's done well. Is it a thing of the distance at which you keep the characters from realising the horror and the distance at which you keep the audience from doing it. And Mm. it's always so annoying if you're watching for too long and you're like, come on, like as if these people don't realise there is a ghost or that this guy is possessed. 
And for this movie, I just felt like that that was a bit too frustrating being like, when are they going to realise how big of a situation this is? Mm. Our main character who, you know, he goes into these like weird fugue states where he's just like raging out and swearing at everyone and oh, getting so angry because he has a right to be. Like, It's a dimension that the movie really needed as well. It really needed mm. like him... Also him just being not being like corrupted. a nice innocent guy the whole time. Yeah, and then yeah. all just being like, oh, what's going on? Like yeah. it needed him kind but of But I feel changing. like none of the other characters really addressed it. Like he had this romance, mm. but she was sort of just like absent when it counted and then it just showed up at the end to be yeah. like at, at risk of the monkey stabbing her. Yeah. And yeah. the mum's stuff was true. So essentially oh, yeah. it's inferred. Well, not inferred. It's as obvious as anything. It just, I just mean it, it isn't explicitly said. that this mother is almost like grimly like excited that her son mm. is bed bound again so she can take care of him so she can like essentially just become his and mother be, like, again. so controlling of him yeah and yeah it's yeah, just kind of treat him like a little baby again um and it's pretty like it's quite like caricature the degree to which she's expressed but i found it like quite in in terms of a film like building, I like the horror structure of building to a big explosive finale. I found it pretty sad to watch him like clearly before her death unload on her, like screaming yes. and oh like absolutely tearing her you apart. You let her have it. Because like, yeah, I just find it, it's an interesting dynamic to establish like a woman who is so like delusional about like her nature as a mother mm, and just not listening to she just like doesn't listen to her kid at all and then see the kid say the absolute meanest possible version of the truth <laughs> to their face God. is and like then she slaps confronting. him heaps of times yeah yeah he gets slapped Oof. it's rough yeah how did you feel this is like another big spoiler for how the movie turns mm. out did you feel disappointed or betrayed by the fact that after making this horror movie about you know, ability and this guy sort of being trapped in his oh, body. Oh, I despise this ending. The end is that, oh, yeah, he actually can walk. Like, phew, thank goodness it's all good. Like I, he's working I don't his way back to mind, being fully able or whatever. I don't mind the idea that Stanley Tucci's character didn't, like, do his job as a doctor as well as he could have and was too busy because, mm. you know, he was too busy. Too beautiful and horny sex with his Stanley ex. Tucci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but... Yeah, exactly. As you said, like, it's really disappointing to see a movie paint the portrait of, um, yeah, to see a movie, like, paint the portrait of a disability quite well to the extent of, like, someone adjusting to a new mm. lifestyle really well. And to well. clearly, like, be really invested in it. Yeah, like, and empathise with him. It's not just a plot thing. Like, they actually, you know, spent time on it and you could tell how frustrated the character was. Yeah, but then yeah. to not choose to resolve that by saying, and then you recognise that there's, like... It's not a disability. Like yeah. it's and it's very difficult to have to adjust to a new way of life, but it's not a death sentence. It of course isn't. Like, yeah, or just recognizing so many people. Yeah, live, live with, with that, that. Like, exactly. And they were getting at that in the movie. I thought because he could have you know this great relationship with this woman, and like they had a sex scene of them where it was almost sort of trying to make the point, like, oh look, he can move yeah. on and like what the hell exactly you know. I, I, so I've forgotten about that sex yeah. scene that was actually again I actually I, I thought it was actually quite like beautiful the idea being exactly mm. trying to say your life can go on and then and showing the mechanics of it not just suggesting like oh my gosh he could still have romance right. being like no like look it can really happen it, it can actually like, happen oh, wow, okay. yeah literally <laughs> yeah 
Um, and then to randomly at the end, like, like no, the last shot is him on crutches and like he's doing all right. It's like oh, the worst. Such right. a slap in the face, literally. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, I think maybe one with expectation where like as opposed to not having heard much about it and then watching it and being really surprised by it. Cause I'd heard people be like, Oh no, it's like really solid. You should check it out. Mm. And really liking Ramiro. I was like, Oh yeah, totally. I'll like, I'm, I bet it's going to be great. I bet it's going to be like yeah. a really underrated one, but actually it just reminded me of a lot of those confined in a space with mm. uh, enemy kind of stories and think about all the ones that I like a lot more. Yeah. yeah. That uh-huh. it. There you go. That's Monkey Shines. Shall we go check on our orangutan <sighs> in brown face? Yes. So Link is a 1986 British horror film starring Elizabeth Shue and Terence Stamp. So cool. Along with, I'm just reading out the Wikipedia here to remember the names of the trio. Oh, wait, wait, of, wait. I can remember. Wait. Oh, they'll have, yeah. they won't be their real names though. No, no. That's what I want to see if you can remember. Okay. There's Imp. There's Imp. Yeah. Who's like played nice by one. Jed. Oh, <laughs> There's okay. I don't remember. <laughs> no, you can do it. You can no, do one remember. of them. One of them is the name Link. of the movie. Yeah, Link is played by Locke. Oh, and then there's Voodoo, who's played by Carried. That's such a bad name for an animal. Uh, I don't get it. Anyway, yeah, that's strange. Uh, so the film uh, is about Elizabeth Shue's character is the student of a professor, and this professor essentially works with like hyper intelligent chimpanzees. And he invites her up to his like little like mm, getaway beach house manor, manor place to where he like you know does all his like research and experiments and stuff to stay for like a summer, and she goes there and um whilst there, his most like loyal little chimpanzee Link <laughs> uh, lashes out against Terence Stamp, his master, when he finds out that he's trying to have him euthanized trying to kill him uh and the film is directed by the excellent richard franklin who liz and i are big fans of even though we keep on forgetting which specific <laughs> films he's directed because i mix him up with with the long weekend whoever the long made that. weekend guy oh, who's also great i want to say richard stanley but that's the oh, island no, of dr moreau guys brian trenchard smith brian trenchard <laughs> smith bmx bandits bmx bandits guy yeah episodes. So um, Richard Franklin is amazing. Like when you think about like Australian directors making it big, such a cool career. He made Patrick, uh, Road Games, which I'm obsessed with. I love Road Games. Psycho 2. Psycho 2, which is is like so good and very underrated. It seems like he really lent into being like Aussie Hitchcock because it's like I think he even worked with Alfred Hitchcock on something, like his late movies. And then he obviously got to make Psycho 2. And then I remember seeing the link for this movie. He was like, oh, people said I was just trying to make the birds, but with monkeys or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, what's wrong with that? Like, yeah, do it. (laughs) He said, yeah. Um, He said, oh, I hesitate to liken it to the birds because everyone will say, oh, shit, he's doing a Hitchcock again. (laughs) But there you go. Um, 
It's for me where this one immediately like stands out. We can criticize this little monkey for cultural appropriation, <laughs> but this orangutan, I could just watch, yeah. um, I should just watch a nature documentary about orangutans, clearly. <laughs> this monkey is a better yeah. actor than anyone in this room. <laughs> like, it's amazing. You can see what he's thinking so clearly. Like, his <laughs> eyes, his beautiful brown eyes. So when he's perving funny. on, there's, like, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, she has, like, a just, naked... Oh, my God. There's a scene where she's getting into the bath and he's, like, perving on her and you genuinely feel this, like, weird tension where it's like, oh, my God, don't do it, Link. Like, you know what he's thinking. It's like, you little freak. What's wrong with you? It's so funny. But, yeah. like, even just, like, the... Like, <laughs> listener, imagine the face of an orangutan and their smile, how it kind of, like reaches their whole like it covers like their whole <laughs> face and like there are close-ups of link that like clearly are trying to imply like they, they still are like creepy yes but like equally they, well they elicit a reaction in many ways it's it can be totally fine well. exactly yeah. exactly but it's just like it's so funny there'll be shots where like the music will be like and it's supposed to be creepy <laughs> and then like show his face and it's supposed to be like a creepy grimace so it's like Link is watching you. But he just has the dopiest <laughs> little smile. A moment. We I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I remember a bit that you mentioned that was so good was um, there's a bit where she's trying to escape or go seek help or whatever. Mm. And she's in the car <laughs> and she tries to take off the parking brake and Link just gently touches her hand his with his. Hand. And like obviously they would have just directed the monkey like tap that stick like he doesn't know that his motivation is that he must stop Elizabeth Shue from escaping but you buy it so much like it's sinister you're like oh my god I feel that this animal could snap and just do anything yeah immediately not to compare too early but immediately there's just so many like more dimensions to link that make as a story that make it so much more interesting to me both in terms of like what different set pieces this kind of film allows as well as like mm. the ideas the movie plays with so like because there's the idea that like uh they're at this manor and there's you know elizabeth shoe has like come to visit it means there gets to be yeah like her trying to escape there's like the mm. bit in the car there's her having to like keep out of specific rooms and stuff whereas like with a monkey shines style again Stephen King confined movie mm. you kind of know what the conventions of what that thing's ultimately going to be towards the end whereas in this I was actually like oh there's so many like like the very bit you mentioned with her like having the bath and then Link like standing at the door <laughs> watching is yeah. so interesting and so funny but what really makes it stand out is this idea of like a teacher being like so the number one rule with these monkeys is mm. uh, you are better than them. Mm. You have Don't to, apologize you, to them or yeah. you have to forgive them if they do something wrong. Like, you are their master. You can't and, accept yeah, exactly. them on your level. They're exactly. Animals. Which opened up a very interesting conversation between Eliza mm. and I about it's a film about nature versus <laughs> nurture. And I, we have, like, we were literally saying in this movie, I saw more so at a film that, like, is in support of, well, there's obviously the presence of saying this is a an animal and like it's a mother nature story you know the idea being like if you try to tame something that you underestimate like it will come back to bite you in the ass mm. but i do think it's a story about environmental upbringing and the idea that like elizabeth shoe comes in and even though she is treating them as equals, which could be inferred as one of the reasons they revolt. It's yeah. more so what I see is like you're not supposed to empathise with the way Terence Stamp 
treats them. Like they're so Mm. intelligent and clever and can do all these amazing things, but he treats them like trash and then is going to euthanize Link. So Link fights back and uses the very intelligence. For his like academic purposes, he wants, it's weird because he sort of wants them to be really animal and to meet his standards for like his job or whatever. Like he's testing Mm. their intelligence and wants them to like do all these little memory games and stuff. So it's like he wants them to at the same time like be wild and he can treat them like that, like a pet. And he is planning on just getting rid of some of them and selling them to a zoo or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? But he needs them to be on his level at the same time. So it's, it's a tricky one for nature versus nurture, though, because, like, is Pick Link... one, Terrence. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. But are you saying that Link, he he's evil and does naughty, naughty things because that's how Terrence Stamp raised him and stuff? Or is it just no matter what kind of relationship they would have had, Link would go nuts at some point because he's a monkey? Which I guess is the I'm nature. I'm saying thing. that there is... Absolutely the presence of the idea that there's, you know, the animalistic impulse within this animal cannot be like crushed or like quelled. And mm. it's even if it's lying dormant, it's there. And if you provoke it, like you can only push a like a beast so far before it will fight back against you. Mm. But also the idea being like Link is... Terence Stamps, like this professor's oldest mm. servant. Like he's literally we the meet little him butler. in a little butler costume. <laughs> he literally serves him. And he, we see him like scream at him, call him an mm. idiot, be so disappointed in him for not being able to do tests that like, by the way, I quite enjoyed these tests. Like they were filmed so that like you can try and do the <laughs> test as well. Yeah, you feel if you're like, let me prove exactly <laughs> because they he makes Elizabeth Shue do it as like against him, uh, against Link, kind of like as a race. And I was like, Would damn, I do this? I'm losing. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't do it. Like, it's like when you fail a capture and you're like, oh god, am I a robot? <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, and I just think there is the presence in there of saying, that, well, like you kind of described, like the, there's an ant antithetical nature is that a word yeah nature to what terence stamp is trying to do because mm. he's being like i want you to be more intelligent i want to test your intelligence and the boundaries of your intelligence mm. whilst at the same time you're an animal and i'm better than you mm. so i think there is an element of abuse and mistreatment that is uh proved by the fact that link responds really well to elizabeth shu when she's being nice to him which is her breaking the rules but still he loves her still he like responds well to her until he's made his dark turn and then Mm. it's like at that point it's too he's too far gone but i would argue that early on when she's just like treating him like an equal or she's the only one being like hey i don't think he should be smoking a cigar (laughs) like (laughs) she's the only one sort of cares about his well-being in any way exactly and but link responds to that which would show that there Mm, is the argument for being like well, it's treatment as one well. One of the great little monologues that Terence Stamp gives is he's describing like an old case where a man had like a monkey, oh, yeah. cons- you know, island of crazy monkeys. Or <laughs> crazy monkey <laughs> island. He returned to it after having to be away for a while. And as soon as his boat pulled into the island, like 
a monkey raced up to it and like ripped his face and like genitals off and stuff. And Elizabeth Shue is horrified and she's like, what did he do? And the guy's like, oh, nothing. The monkey was just excited to see him. I think it's just like, no matter what you do, like obviously that monkey was happy and like, you know, (laughs) I guess would it do that to another monkey? I don't know. (laughs) But (laughs) whenever humans are going to try and get involved with animal, it cannot end well for either of them really. Like it's just that the guy was there. It's not that he did anything. And I think that's. Mm. yeah what elizabeth the shoe got into like Which, it doesn't i don't think it matters how nice she was going to be to link he's gonna kill other people he killed terence stamp because anyway, i hear so. terence stamp's statement and go like yes the animal is capable of that but you mm. use an analogy like that an anecdote like that to justify why he's so cruel your treatment yeah but you never allow yeah. the opposite theory to even be indulged momentarily because mm. of your preconceived notions that you are better than them I wanted to say, did you find this more scary? Well, already, I guess this is comparing the pics already, but did you think this was scary, especially after talking about monkey shines, which I was not scared by at all? Yeah, I did. I think um, reflecting on it. Should we should we move into compare the pics, actually? Because I was just thinking that I'm like about yeah, to. Yeah, let's do whatever. it. Yeah, let's compare the pics. <laughs> Cool. So now we're going to compare these two little films back to back, these two monkeys, and see which one is the king of the jungle. Two the little monkeys, monkeys live in jumping on the bed. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of which movie is scarier, as they're both horror movies, I think Monkey Shines uh, is visually more interesting to me. Like I remember mm. thinking that uh, the house felt very claustrophobic and very dark um, and just gave me that sense of like when you have uh, are adjusting to a new life where you're very confined, uh, that there's a lot of drawn curtains and a lot of dark rooms and a lot of like pillows and sheets and blankets and, and stuff um, and a lot of like chains and, you know, things to hold you up and things like that. Whereas just like the location of Link is so gorgeous and like mm. coastal that it's very like bright that um, a lot of the horror is more so the mischievous little things that he gets up <laughs> yeah. to. But it I was think a very remember... colourful movie. Even the yeah. interior is like, it, you know, obviously it's a horror movie, there's bits at night, but I don't really remember them that much. That's I remember what I mean, yeah. like the really good kills like in daylight or whatever. Mm, like yeah. the guy getting jabbed in the mail slot that was so cool just the idea that a a monkey could pull someone through a mail slot pretty much and like kill them that way so good that was sick yeah no i and i think for that yeah link was scarier for that even the poster for link is scary it's a creepy poster it's the monkey holding a little match in front of his face and his eyes are doing the little pennywise going off in opposite direction any version (laughs) of link like his fate like If it was uh, like Freddy or Jason or like Michael Myers, the nature of the close-up would be to inst- like this beast is like yeah. looking right through you. And it's just so funny to me every moment in Link where they had a close-up of Link and it's like <laughs> supposed to induce the same thing. And it does, but it's also just so <laughs> sweet and funny that is this it? monkey is looking at the camera being like, 
I've been told to hold up this match. Like, so funny. Yeah, like all they're thinking of is like treats, banana, whatever. Like, yeah. Exactly. But I think, that, I think Link was scarier. Yeah. Does that take away from it for you at all that you're like the monkey, like, is it really no, acting? No, 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 no. Because again, if we're talking about, if we're, t- I think the next big comparison point being mm. which movie had better monkey action, monkey acting, oh. Link is the next Olivier. Like yeah. I just loved him and I loved watching him watching all the different things he could do, mm. responding to such like specific directions. You are introduced to him by Elizabeth Shue, knocks on the door, Link <gasps> opens but the door. It looks like just a little hunched over man and you're sort of like, what is this? And then yeah. it's a monkey. It's a monkey. And he he takes her bags, her bags <laughs> and takes them up the stairs to her room. He oh. turns around and like ushers, like come with me <laughs> and takes her to her room. And you're like, oh, even if this movie is crap, I will enjoy watching this monkey. <laughs> and it's not. It's great yeah. fun. Whereas so the monkey's better as Ella well. in Monkey Shines, I feel like they never required her to be particularly human or anything. Like totally. she would because she does little human things like spoons and mm. presses buttons and stuff. But I think the point was that, oh, she's just acting like a nice little pet. Like how could she do evil things? Absolutely. <laughs> and again, like the we, we talked for at length with Link about – the ideas of like intelligent creatures, Mm. what that brings about. And it's like with monkey shines, it's like almost by doing the more like B movie horror trope of like, it gets injected with an evil, like science, a a science experiment Mm. gone wrong. It's like, yeah, but that removes any interesting agency from the choice being made. That's just like science gone bad. I guess it's about like lab testing and about the The ethics and morals of doing that, especially because his boss is like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm about to cut your funding and stuff. Like this project is going nowhere, which obviously is supposed to, to some degree be what's making it happen. But Mm. yeah, I just, I just found Link even kind of interesting in that I was like constantly laughing. I was watching it with... Das next to me and we just kept on being like god this is so funny like it's so great in a great way that is not to diminish it at all like I think that's absolutely part of the enjoyment of the film and watching him like oh so like watching all the little monkeys jump up on Elizabeth Shue and her like stroke their bellies imagine being cast in a movie and you're like oh I'm gonna spend like two three months with like monkeys. I wonder what that was like if that would actually been really terrifying. Yeah it'd be really intense hey. Mm. One thing about monkeys oh god especially I noticed it in Link I hate their bums so much they look so gross how they have like a weird the chimpanzees they have like I'm generally not a fan of fleshy animals like (laughs) very like Karis is obsessed with those cats with Hayless cat. You know, the, no, you know the cats that are like super fleshy. They like got all the yeah, skin folds. Yeah, it's hairless. Do you oh, know? hairless cats. Yeah, I'm like, well, it's just yeah. a bit much for me. You to know, look they at get every day oily. Their pores, like oil, comes out like our skin. What? So sometimes you have to wash them because they can get too oily and slippery. How gross is that? Gosh, I don't even know if I can look at them, let alone wash we the oil dog, off. We have their a dog body. that's like that though. It's that's just flesh, flesh dog. It's <laughs> so funny that. That dog, every time I'm like, yeah, God, her flesh is so interesting. Hey, you're like, yeah, well, she's not supposed to exist. It's That's literally a product yeah. of It causes breeding. her a lot of misery, actually. <laughs> yeah, it causes her a lot yeah. of pain. Oh. Yeah. Well, mm. it's I, – I think, like – sorry, I, I can't talk sometimes to someone <laughs> that runs a podcast. Too excited about monkeys. Too excited about all the monkeys. Do you think – Link, I feel like we're both going to say Link with this one. Do you feel like uh, this is quite a divisive 
like twin picks? Like, do you feel like someone might watch both these movies and be like, no, no, I preferred Monkey Shines. Or do you think there's a clear winner this week? Like, I'm interested by what you think the public reception of both these films would be. Because I feel like Monkey Shines is more known, uh, but probably just because it's American and a Romero film. Yeah. But I wonder whether people would feel the same way we do. I think some people would definitely go more for Monkey Shines. Even the thing of... Um, it feeling maybe a bit more formulaic and just knowing like, oh, this mm. douchebag person's going to get killed and then mm. now uh, whatever. And it, it follows that character more. Whereas I think in Link, it's so much more about the situation. It's so much more specific and focused. Yeah. And, yeah. Again, the way yeah. the script like actually <laughs> operates in Link, I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Like there's a lot of time where you don't know what's happened to Terrence Stamp. That was mm. way more interesting. I've just been like, Imagine you're essentially on babysitter duty for a bunch of animals that you kind of have watched be a pretty volatile recently. And then you haven't seen your boss for like a day. Like they're just gone yeah. and you're alone at a giant manor by the coast. Like how are you going to deal with these animals? How seriously are you going to take them? Exactly. You're essentially babysitting, but they're like, they have the ability to kill you. And when you try to leave, you're chased by dogs and the monkey saves you from the dog in a really horrific way. <laughs> Oh, Oof. it's Link by a mile, honestly. And, and with you know a recommended puts watch. It right over the top, that fucking soundtrack. Oh <gasps> my God. We didn't even talk about it. Okay, do you <laughs> want to give it a little sing? Go. It reminds me of the um, popcorn score from Gremlins. You know, like. Popcorn? Do, 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 yeah, well, it's the Wait, same composer. Popcorn is. I told you about popcorn is. We we know about popcorn. Because I did, <laughs> do you remember in year five, yeah. in year five, <laughs> we did, we had an arts and crafts project. We had to make like a little marionette thing <laughs> and then at assembly, we were going to perform it. It's and so I funny. like the uh, like literal freak I was, took so much pride in how good I was at making my marionette dance. But <laughs> all I did was rotate my hand to the beat of this song and I would look at everyone else, just like shake their hand and be like, fucking amateurs wait so pathetic. everyone was just bobbing these no, everyone would just like slightly wave their song. hand not and i would be like bob bob one two three <laughs> one two wait you sing popcorn and i'll do it one two three one two three four one two three wow. that's how i did it yeah really good really wow. good are you impressed i love Anthony? theater how would you have would you have done some really <laughs> impressive dancing? Well, you were, a, you were a bit behind. Eliza was going, duh, 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 and you were going two, three, oh, four, one, two, fail. three. But, but you oh, weren't like your, taken down. your sense of pulse was excellent. The pulse was, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Great. Well, clearly, but, I, I'm like, I failed. <laughs> I got an F. Yeah, but that song, Popcorn, the Gremlins theme song, the Gremlins rag. Yeah, the Gremlins called? rag. And the and Link song, The Go. Link soundtrack. Oh. It has a very different beat. It has more like a rock pop. It's like, um, how does it actually go? And then sometimes the beat will change. It's like, it's like this scary, like circus music. Oh my God. And it played at the very start of the movie. And we were like, oh, I hope we hear this a lot. And you do. You hear it. All the climactic, time. the house is burning down. Link knows that he is not long for this world. It slows down. It's like, dun, 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 dun. it's so good. Oh my God. Uh, Sounds very like carnival y. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was. I think, well, I mean, the characters, some of the monkey characters are about to be 
turn off to a zoo. So it's like, it's very thematic. Yeah. It gives you that feeling of like unpredictable. A whimsical, kind of mischievous, jaunty score. Love it. It's not only my pick for today, it's a strong recommend. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, if you're going to watch these movies, you'll hear it anyway. So Yeah, that's yeah. it. Exactly. Let's oh, check wow. on our triplet in the attic. Yes. All right, so we've had our monkey showdown and now it's time to chat about our triplet in the attics, which is the part of the show where we each pick a rejected little third piece of media. It could be literally anything at all that is a great companion to today's double feature. I feel really bad today because I stole Eliza's one. Because I was actually quite stumped for one this week. So I had to go with this one, unfortunately. Because <laughs> monkey film, I'm not going to say like Planet of the Apes or anything, you know, dumb. You could. So do you need more? Do you have one? No, you How go you first. I've right. got one, I've got one. Okay, I'll, I'll go first today. And I will say my pick is Dario Argento's Phenomena, which is an awesome Italian so giallo Um yeah, it still is a jello, right? Yeah, essentially. Um, yeah, there's a murderer and stuff. Yeah, exactly. it's got the gloves. Does he have the gloves, the black gloves? It was one like I the first so. version I saw. I had a big, in lockdown last year, I watched like nine of his films in the space of like three weeks, like obsessed. Mm. Uh, so it's like a 1985, yeah, horror starring Jennifer Connelly and Donald Pleasance. Um, and it's got, as with all of his plots, it's bizarre. It, it's like... <laughs> So it's about um, Jennifer Connelly, like really young, one of her first film performances. She's at a like Swiss boarding school. And I always remember this film. It's a great one to recommend for like gorgeous locales in a um, mm. Argento film. Like just the, like looking at the vistas and stuff is gorgeous, even when you have no idea even what the fuck's going on. Even when you're getting just head breaking through glass and, and thrown down one of down waterfalls. down waterfalls and shit, literally. <laughs> um yeah, and so this young girl, she discovers she has psychic powers that allow <laughs> to her to communicate, communicate with, with little insects and she uses them p- to pursue a serial killer who's butchering <laughs> young women at the school. And you might be wondering why, what does this have to do with Link and Ella, the monkey from Monkey Shines? And that's because I literally don't want to give it away because, mm. look, I feel like Argento actually gets a lot of... Like, well, he is obviously one of, like, the masters of horror filmmaking, but I just mean, like, even in more conventional film circles now, a lot of people love Suspiria and, like, a lot more people are coming around to Argento these days, like, just, like, younger people as well, I think. So definitely check it out. It has a monkey, a prevalent monkey that is essentially Donald Pleasance's little, like, companion helper Hmm. dude. And this monkey in the third act comes out swinging. He... Leaves a huge stamp on proceedings um, in one of the best Argento third acts. A twist, like a great, great ending. It's awesome. It truly is. And, yeah, it's just killer and it is a feast for the eyes and it's the best. Yeah, that's mine. Liz. Oh, yeah, I wish I could have done that one as well. But (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's all right. Um, Good luck. What do you got? I... 
I remember this Esquire article I happened to read like a little while before we chose to do these monkey movies and it's called The Worst Story I Ever Heard, which is like maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but it's basically about like this rich Californian couple who used to have a pet monkey called Mo and it's like a rundown of their relationship with this animal that was pretty much like a child to them and how... Not Mo, but another monkey actually really disfigured the dad. And it's sort of like the whole, while you're reading, at the end of every paragraph you expect to read and then Mo went crazy (laughs) and ripped off this guy's balls or whatever. (laughs) And it just keeps not happening. And by the end you're so angry and you're just like, come on, like, oh, how can you not know something terrible is going to happen? Like you guys have no control over this little (laughs) monkey. And then another monkey does it eat so it's like really Wait, that's, that's the like monkey that the whole time you think is going to do it yeah isn't the one like that, that does monkey it. becomes dangerous and it's like guys like they, they're the so connected to it and really treat it like a child like it had its own little like baby car that it would drive around the neighborhood and when like the state was like you guys can't have a wild animal in your house <laughs> the neighborhood like got a petition and like an appeal together because they were like no we love the monkey he's so cute and like oh, he just became so this. dangerous oh. yeah it's really depressing it really is like wow what if your child just i guess it's not the child didn't do it <laughs> but what if you were just visiting your child and one of their friends like raced up to you and ripped off your face <laughs> that's basically Whoa. what happens in this but the like just hearing well, them talk about to link a yeah lot, definitely it? i was reminded of a lot while watching link and hearing what terence stamp had to say yeah that is hectic and just how like they don't blame the monkeyness of it all at all they're just like yeah that monkey was so rude i don't know why that happened it's like because it's an animal like <laughs> like they just expect like terence stamp again just they may expect it to just be a little hairy human and it's it's an animal there you go wow yeah. you you really have a lot of the the nature in you <laughs> as opposed to the nurture you really uh, back the, the you've got to let those beasts yeah. be beasts yeah, let well, you beasts do, be of course. <laughs> you do. I agree with that, of course. Yeah, interesting. Anthony, do you have any monkey experiences that you feel <laughs> you have to divulge to the people? I don't know that I've ever properly met a monkey. Um, yeah, you know, like went to the zoo a couple of times as a child. I haven't been to mm. a zoo in like at least a decade, mm. if not longer. Oh, we should like have a, a little really zoo time. outing. We randomly, well, we, not as much now, but we... Well, we still do, I reckon, go to the zoo more than most. I feel like I at least go to the zoo once a year. It's expensive, though. It is. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favourite thing to see at the zoo? I mean, at Melbourne Zoo, the, like, lemur bit is really cool because the lemurs are just free and they can sort of, like, walk in front of you. Yeah, that is sick. Oh, no, the best one is going down to Phillip Island and going to the wildlife Uh, place and you feed the kangaroos. I'm really bad at feeding things. You know, places where you like petting zoos and stuff where you like have the what's it called kibble or whatever in your hand? Yeah, the little pellets. Oh, just it's just I I like the idea of doing it, but it just it's tickly and (laughs) confronting. Confronting. It just it collides in such a way that I can't do it. Have you ever fed like a cow? No, that does sound cute though. Yeah. Oh, I, don't I feel like that would be more gentle maybe. I haven't been on many farms. <laughs> there you go. Link would have been fine at a farm. Uh, don't you reckon? He, he pretty much was on a farm, wasn't he? Oh, there was nothing there. Well, he was in the house. You mean he would be happy if he could just sprint around yeah, if a he big could just, field if or like, something? If 
you know, like thinking like farmer wants a wife kind of <laughs> like one of those guys. Uh, that's what Link. the bathroom scene was. Link wants a wife. And Elizabeth, she was like, uh, leave me. She was like, geez. All right. Oh my gosh. Next Wild. week we have mm. another pair up of really similar movies and it's our first one of twin films in a while. Yeah, we haven't had a Yay. twin film in quite a while. Hey, Yeah, which will be exciting. They're two volcanic movies, Volcano and Dante's Peak. So From the same year or like one year same apart? Same year. There I you go. So. Yeah, 97. Real twin, I mean, twin we'll films. Find out, what yeah. was the difference between Link and... and Oh, it was like Monkey Shines. One two was years, 88. 86 and 88. 88. So pretty close. They're pretty similar. Almost twins. Yeah, almost twins. They're pretty similar. But yeah, awesome. So that'll be next week. Mm. Thanks so much for listening to our Monkey Double Feature. I really hope you all watch and get back to us. I mean, how? How? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Monkey Shines was, was Monkey Shines on YouTube or something? Oh, yeah. Isn't that how we watched it? it but was. Link, honestly, good luck. Like, have fun. Ooh. It should be so much more accessible. Which is it ironic because it's like, Link, where is the Link? Where is the Link? <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to find one. <laughs> it was hard Literally. to find Um. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Get in touch with us at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com for any recommendations or questions or if you, you know, if you have a monkey and you think we've represented it badly (laughs) in the podcast today. Um, Do you guys have anything to plug, Liz? Do you want to plug Rough Mm, Cut? Yes, roughcutfilm.com. We have a a funny, not funny, it's it's very sarcastic and well-written review of this Robin Wright movie land at the moment oh yeah i yeah. saw that actually at nova you saw um, it oh no i was like i saw that oh. film has come out yeah it looks cool yeah and you you also have a website that you should be plugging oh but no you should it's really great Is, are your scripts on there people should read them yeah there, oh there's there's ways to find it yeah elizajansen.com yeah. that's it Woo-hoo. get on there that's the one i have something to plug yes also for once um, go go off which is i've been doing this I've been doing a fun program recently with a Melbourne organization, non-for-profit thingy called The Push, which is basically like a um, a workshop facilitating educational sort of institution that both teaches young people like how to make music, but also like how to exist in the music industry and like make money for themselves and actually survive and blah, blah, blah. And they've this year started a record label and they did a program which I was involved with where five young emerging artists all released a single and are going to release five amazing music videos and all of that sort of stuff. And actually as of today, the day that this comes out, two of the songs have already been released. Um, So go follow the push on like Instagram, Facebook and that sort of stuff. And in like all of their links, there's links to all of the tracks, but there's some incredible artists and um, beyond those two tracks, there are three more to come. There's uh, five really cool pieces of music coming out, so you should I go think listen I to them. Knew that there were music videos as well. Wow, mm. it's really like yeah. oh, that's uh, yeah, comprehensive. I that either. Yeah, no, there was like they've in, they've uh, recruited young professionals in like basically every field that you could apply that's to so like a music cool. press release. Oh, so there's so like sick. branding people, professional photographers, videographers, um, social media people, label management people, and audio people, obviously. That's so awesome. Well, we'll yeah make sure to share that as well on the page. Yeah, that's we'll super link cool. To it. Does mm. it remind you of in twilight when they're like la push the reservation when you say the push i'll be honest no? I, i'm not i'm not connected enough to 
to Twilight to, right. for like many references to <laughs> Honestly, jump out. Honestly, in like no that. way, shape, or form did that ever okay. occur to me. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> what is that? When, when does you that know, happen? I don't. Where Jacob and like the werewolves all live, it's like a oh, like Native American reservation La called Push. La Push. Is it the first one? In the first one, oh my god, I hate myself so much. Um, yeah, Eric, <laughs> Bell, one of Bella's friends, says, "Oh, we're hanging out at La Push in a really distinctive way." Mm. Any any fan, you know the <laughs> names of. Bella's friends. Yes. They're- Eric, Mike, Jessica. <laughs> Whoa. But they're, that- they're barely in it, are they? That's, they're- yeah, again, it's interesting <laughs> to me that you know. Did you read all the books? I didn't read Eclipse for some reason, but, yeah, all the others. <laughs> <laughs> You've read Breaking Dawn, though. Yeah. There you go. Stunning. Yeah. Well. There we go. What a great <laughs> monkey. We've been monkeying around. Thanks for joining Ooh. us. Stunning. See you next time. I know I always feel like we have to end with like the song going up because then there is a song.